Welcome to today's online worship experience. I'm Pastor Anthony, and you made our day when you logged on. If you have your YouVersion Bible app, as always, you can go to the menu, type in North Park Church in the events, and all of today's scriptures and notes are going to be right there for you. Let's dive in today as we continue our series, Uncomfortable. Over the last several weeks, we've been in a series called Uncomfortable. And we realize that what may be comfortable for some people may be very uncomfortable for other people. And we've specifically been talking about the church and how to walk out our responsibility and privilege that we have as a follower of Jesus to, to, to worship, to serve, to love, to grow. And today, really about how to share your faith and your story. We say a lot at North Park Church that we're not raising up a group of people that we can pastor, but instead to raise up a group of people that will pastor this city. In other words, that we have this relationship with Jesus that is so life-changing that we want other people to experience that same type of relationship as well. And so we get outside of ourselves and we pursue what it looks like to love Jesus with all of our heart and our neighbor as ourself. I mean, they gathered around Jesus one day and they asked him what the greatest commandment was. And that was his answer to love God with all your heart, your soul, your mind and strength. That's the first and greatest commandment. But the second is like it to love your neighbor as yourself, which means we have this incredible calling as followers of Jesus to love the people God has put in our life, no matter where we work, play, shop, or live. And so we have to get outside of ourselves long enough to see the needs of other people and to share the love of Jesus with them so that they can experience the same type of life change that we're experiencing. And I recognize that may be the most uncomfortable thing that you've ever been asked to do. It's one thing to serve others by doing random acts of kindness in your city or in your job or your neighborhood or serving in your local church. But to actually share your faith with someone else, that degree of difficulty gets really, really high. But it is something that God has called us to do. We are to allow our faith to be contagious. So is your faith, is it contagious? I know I've often said when I was in high school, it was like I was a secret agent for Jesus. I had a relationship with him. I just didn't feel comfortable enough to talk to other people about it. I wanted my light to shine and be an example without ever having to use words. And that's great. I mean, if we can let our faith shine and be contagious in that way, that's a beautiful thing. But we do have to be able to give an account for the belief that we have in Jesus. I remember when I was in high school and I would have a meal uh, eat with my friends every day. I wanted to pray over my meal, but I wasn't courageous enough to do that in front of them. So I would drop something off my plate onto the floor and I would bend down and I'd pick it up and I'd pray on the way down and I'd pray on the way up. I looked like a really clumsy person, but I wasn't bold enough to just pray in front of my friends. I didn't want them to think that I was weird. 
So that was very uncomfortable to me. And as I've walked through my life, I'll be honest, I would rather preach to a crowded room than even talk to one person. There's something very vulnerable about being one-on-one and open in your heart and sharing what it is that Jesus has done in your life in such a way that they would want that kind of relationship with him as well. So is your faith contagious? Are you comfortable to, to share what Jesus has done in your life? I like what Judas Smith writes. He says, when we find that place of just trusting God and realize we are righteous permanently in our past, present, future, it's all forgiven, all of a sudden there is this contagiousness. We discover things like self-control and morality and purity. And these things we've strived for our whole life that don't come by discipline, but come by real trust in the person of Jesus. And that's what I mean by righteousness is contagious. You start discovering his real freedom to live free from past sins and condemnation and guilt and shame. And I'm telling you, people will take notice and they will want what's on your life. It's not because we're extraordinary or some exceptionally disciplined person. It's because faith in Jesus sets your soul free and allows you to live a whole new kind of life. That's powerful and that is a contagious faith. And to be able to open your heart and open your mouth and be able to talk about that freedom and where that comes from, that's next level. It's what God has called us as his ambassadors to do. Because when people see this kind of difference in your life, they're going to ask this really important question. Why? Where does it come from? What is so different about you and the way that you live your life and the way that you see the world and the way you respond to all of these circumstances that so many people are going through? Like there's a difference in your life and I want to see that difference in mine. And when they begin to ask those questions, when they see that kind of freedom, you get the opportunity to speak life into them that truly will change them. In fact, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 12 through 14 gives us these words, encourage those who are timid, take tender care of those who are weak. We are to speak encouragement and care over people in our life, and Jesus is the greatest example of this. Jesus knew his mission, and he knew his ministry, and in fact, in Luke chapter 4, verses 18 and 19, he's quoting Isaiah chapter 6, but this is what he says. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. When Jesus saw the crowds, Matthew 9 and 36, the Bible says he had compassion on them. And so we, as Christ followers, who are building lifelong followers of Jesus, we are to finish and continue the work that Jesus started. In fact, Proverbs 3, uh, 31 and 8 says, speak up for those who can't speak for themselves. Ensure justice for those who are being crushed. It's this idea of taking care of other people and speaking life over them and life into them. In fact, one of my favorite passages of scripture, and I share it often at North Park Church, is Romans 15, verses one through six, and I love the message paraphrase. It says, those of us who are strong and able in the faith, 
We need to lend a hand to those who falter and not just do what is most convenient for us. Strength, the strength that you have, it's for service. It's not for status. And each one of us needs to look after the good of the people around us and ask this question. I love the question. How can I help? That's exactly what Jesus did. He didn't make it easy for himself by avoiding people's trouble, but he waded right in and he helped people out. And this is what he says. I took on the troubles of the troubled. In other words, Jesus had compassion for people. He took time for them and it moved him into action to help, to speak life, to speak truth. And we have the same opportunity in the world that we live. And that word of life, that word of encouragement may be the very difference between someone giving up and someone going on. Just us taking the time to wade into their situation and helping them out. It's life giving. Dietrich Bonhoeffer actually said the church is the church only when it exists for other people. And so if we're going to be the body of Christ, if we are going to be the church in this city, if we're going to raise up a group of people that will pastor this city, we have to recognize that sermons and songs are not going to change the world. But loving other people like Jesus did, that's going to change the world. I think about who I am as a man, and I recognize that who I am as a follower of Jesus um, has been a result of people who have spoke life into me. They didn't just live an example. They didn't just go to church and do their own thing and do their faith in a vacuum or, or, or in a bubble. They lived it out in front of me, but then they trusted God enough and had the courage enough to speak life to me and truth to me about how I could experience the same kind of change that they had experienced. And as a result, I had the opportunity to walk in that kind of freedom and transformation myself. See, their faith was contagious. And I want my faith to be contagious. And to have a contagious faith, it's about loving God and it's about loving people. And it is not always the most Un, or most comfortable thing for me to do. Sometimes that can be very uncomfortable. But if you are finding it uncomfortable to open your mouth and to share about your love for Jesus, I would argue it's just because you don't do it enough. Or maybe you don't feel like you have the tools necessary to be able to speak that kind of encouragement into other people. And today, I want to help you with that. One of the reasons I think it's very uncomfortable for us to share our faith is because when we think about sharing our faith, we automatically go to, I need to share a bunch of verses of scripture or these steps of how to become a follower of Jesus. And maybe those things are very intimidating to you to share. Maybe you're still trying to wrap your mind around all of those things and you're worried that you're not gonna be able to articulate that well or that somebody's gonna ask you questions that you don't have the answers to. And you know what? They may do that. In fact, they probably will do that. And I have a great answer to any of those questions. And here's the answer. You know what? I'm not exactly sure about that, but let's figure that out together. Let's ask someone who can help us figure some of those things out together. I am the first person to be able to say to someone, you know what? I'm not really sure. I don't have all the answers 
to every question someone may ask when it comes to faith. And if you're waiting to be able to answer all of those questions before you put your faith in Jesus or before you start sharing your faith or allowing it to be contagious, you're going to be waiting a long time. Because the more I know about faith and the more I know about God, the, the, the less I realize I know. Like there's so much to grasp and we are constant learners as disciples or followers of Jesus. And so I want to help you and make this as simple as we possibly can. I mean, we're going to just like bring this thing down in such a way that you will feel comfortable sharing your faith and allowing it to be contagious to the people around you. First of all, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20 is so important. This is what it says. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. And so what that's saying is, as followers of Jesus, as you are allowing your faith to be contagious and you're speaking faith to other people, you are an ambassador of Christ, which means you are speaking on his behalf. And that verse says that he's actually, through the power of the Holy Spirit, making his appeal through you. And so there are going to be people that you have the opportunity to reach where you work, play, shop, and live that I'll never have the opportunity to reach into their life. But God has strategically placed you in a classroom or on a job site or in a neighborhood or with a group of people, a sports team, where you can speak life in such a way because of your influence and your relationship that no one else would have the opportunity to do that. So you are an ambassador of Jesus, and he's going to make his appeal through you. And, and yeah, there may be some great scriptures that you could share, but let me tell you what's so powerful that every one of us are experts in. You might not feel like you're an expert in scripture, but you're an expert in this. Are you ready? You are an expert in your story, and everyone has a story. And your story has more power and more influence than you can ever imagine. Everybody loves to hear a story and everybody has a story. It's why movies and books are so powerful. And Jesus was the master storyteller. I mean, he told parables and it was these stories that he would use to help people connect real life faith issues to their circumstances and your story has the power to connect in the same way. People can see what Jesus has done in your life when you simply begin to share your story and that you're an expert in. So I think the most important way for you to be contagious and let your faith shine is just start with your story and what Jesus has done in you. Now, what has Jesus done in you? He has become your savior and he has become your Lord. And if he's Lord overall, that means that Jesus is your Lord and your savior. And when you put your faith and trust in him, what you do is you allow him to be the Lord over everything in your life so that Jesus can call the shots. He helps us understand how to make our marriages better and make our lives better. He has authority over heaven. He has authority over our lives. We serve him and we've put our trust in him. And that's what's been life-changing for us. And we want to help people see the change that has happened in our lives as a result of allowing Jesus to be our Savior and our Lord. We say a lot at North Park that this is a place where nobody's perfect. We've all made mistakes, but we are all accepted and we are being transformed by the power of God. Why? Because we are putting our faith and trust in Jesus. So he is our Lord and Savior.
So as I begin to share my story with someone else, here's what I'm going to start with. The way that I was. Start with the way that you were. Your life before Christ. Think about where you were before you put your faith and your trust in Jesus. And maybe you were far from God. Maybe you had no relationship with him at all. Maybe you were running so far from him, it wasn't even funny. You don't have to share all of the details, but to be able to paint just a little bit of your picture to show people, I was a long ways from the Lord. I didn't have this personal relationship with Jesus and, and, and now that I've put my faith and trust in him, I've seen these things change in my life. So start with your life before Jesus. And I know some of us, we give our life to Jesus at a young age, or maybe we don't have this deep, dark story of things that Jesus delivered us from, and so therefore we don't feel like we have very much of a story. But I think it's powerful when people begin to see that Jesus kept us from those things. And just because you were a pretty great person and made some really good choices in your life, even outside of a relationship with Jesus, you can begin to talk about how much he's done for you on the inside and the joy that he's given you. And maybe it's not about behavior, but it's about having this peace and it's about having this joy and it's about living your life on purpose and recognizing that you actually have a purpose in this world and you recognize that it's Jesus who's given you that purpose. What did your life look like before Jesus? And then the second part is God's pursuit of you. What was it that made you choose to follow him? Talk about that experience. What was it that opened your mind? Maybe you discovered who Jesus was at your deepest point of need. Maybe share that experience. For instance, I don't think you understand who Jesus is as a savior until you recognize you need saving. You don't know who Jesus is as a healer until you recognize that you need healing. You don't know who Jesus is as a provider until you need provision. And so we begin to discover who Jesus is at that deepest point of need. So begin to articulate what, what happened that made you surrender to Jesus. What was that specific moment or the journey that you were on, the conversations, the defining moments in your life that you connected with other people through hardships that pointed you to this relationship with Jesus? So you're going to start with your life before Christ, and then what made you choose to follow him? And then here's the big one. You were a new creation. What does your life look like since you put your faith and trust in Jesus? Connect who you were before Christ with who you are now. Describe your life as a believer, taking into consideration the way that you were before you accepted God's gift of salvation. What's new to you? What's changed that cannot be attributed to your own efforts? And begin to paint that picture and help people understand the peace and the joy and the love that you've experienced, the transformation that you've experienced since you've been walking with him. I can tell you um, one of the things that has been very encouraging to me as a follower of Jesus People who have walked us walk through crisis and trauma 
and still be able to give Jesus praise and glory through that or to continue to have joy and a sense of purpose even walking through the most difficult moments of life. What is that? That's the presence of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. And what's happening is they're seeing a a difference in the way followers of Jesus respond in difficult situations that really everybody in life goes through. But when they see you walking through those things in a different way and responding in a different way and still being able to have joy, there's going to be some questions. Where does that come from? And you can begin to share that part of your story. That's what happens as a follower of Jesus when you have the supernatural work of the Holy Spirit in your life. And let's be honest, those are the things that our world desperately seeking for. People need peace. People need joy. People need love and gentleness. And all of those things are fruits of the Holy Spirit, the result of walking close to Jesus and being in his presence. And so I challenge you to begin to put all of these things together. I would encourage you to write your story down, recognizing you're an ambassador of Jesus, you've made him your Lord and Savior, and then you're just gonna put these things in order, your life before Jesus, what made you choose to follow him, and then what does your life look like since you made that decision? You are a new creation. And when you begin to share how Jesus has done those things in your life, here's what I believe is gonna happen. Their eyes are going to open. Their hearts are going to be open because they recognize if Jesus can do that for you, then quite possibly he can do that for them too. That's what being an ambassador for Jesus looks like. That's what it means to love your neighbor as yourself, to wade in, trust people with your story and experience, and help them out. And even though it may be uncomfortable, I pray that when God opens the door for you, that you would have the courage to open your heart, to open your mouth, and speak life to someone who desperately needs it. Aren't you glad somebody did that for you? Aren't you glad that someone took the time and cared enough about you to speak a life-giving truth so that you could have a relationship with Jesus? Now it's time that you become that for someone else. Jesus, I thank you so much that you trust us enough with our story to be an ambassador for you. Now, like never before, give us the courage, Lord Jesus, to share that with courage, with clarity, and with truth. And I pray that your anointing would be upon us and that we wouldn't even worry about what we're gonna say, but knowing in that moment that it's the Spirit of God speaking on on our behalf, through us to speak life to someone else. And we're gonna be quick to praise you and give you honor and glory for it. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray, amen. Again, thanks so much for joining us today. We'd love to connect with you each and every week. We love the opportunity to 
have you join us online, but we'd love to have you in person at Riverbend Middle School. We meet there each week, Sundays at 10 a.m., and we would love to have you in the room. Always, we'd love to connect with you. If you go to northparkrdu.com and click that digital connect card, that's a great way for us to learn more about you and give you an opportunity to learn more about us so we can get you plugged in to the great things that are happening. And finally, if you'd like to make a financial contribution to invest in the mission to build lifelong followers of Jesus, simply go to northparkrdu.com and click that online giving button. Thank you in advance for your generosity. We love you guys. We're cheering you on and we are walking this journey with you.